0: It's Faith, and welcome to The Faith Show, where we're navigating the highs, lows, and everything in between. We're students, young adults, and people just navigating this crazy thing called life, so thank you for joining us for the ride, and I post new episodes every Monday. Um, let's get started. So our topic this week is going to be sharing our experience as Asian American woman, and in light of recent events, it broke my heart, and... It's been a topic i've been wanting to talk about i've been really wanting to share and i know a lot of my listeners come from different backgrounds so i wanted to give a glimpse into what our lives are like in growing up and so today i have elisha and chloe joining me hi Hi. (laughs) how exciting so um let's just hear a little bit about you guys what's your like background and kind of where did you guys grow up
1: okay Uh, This is Chloe here, Um, yeah, I grew up in San Jose, California, which is a really big city, but it does also have a really high Asian population there, Um, and my parents are immigrants from Hong Kong, and they came over um, in their late 20s, um, and all my siblings were born here in the States, Um, yeah, so Chinese-American, first-gen.
2: Um, okay, I'm Elisha, um, so I'm half Cambodian, half um, Filipino, so, and I grew up in Antioch, California, which is like East Bay Area. Um, uh, my dad, he's Cambodian, so he was a refugee, and he came when he was really young, and then my mom, she's from the Philippines, and she co she came around like the same time, around like probably two years old or four around there, um, uh, but they both just grew up in Oakland, and me and my siblings were all like first gen. So That's so cool. Wait, my mom grew up in Oakland too.
0: So my mom, um, she immigrated here from Hong Kong when she was seven years old, but my dad was born in Sacramento. So I have, I'm like first gen on one side, second or third gen, I don't know, on the, on the other Yeah, second gen on the other side. But I grew up in San Jose, California too, similar to Chloe, except I grew up on the opposite side. And so i still had like 10 minutes for me a very high um asian population but my specific area and like the school i was growing up in was predominantly white hispanic um and yeah that's where i grew up in so yeah i think i just saw what was happening these past few days and i was like i really want to talk about what's been happening And I think that it's hard because a lot of Asian Americans don't necessarily um, just share their thoughts and opinions a lot. Um, It's a little different to share what we feel in our community because deeply rooted in our kind of culture is to um, not speak out. as It can kind of be disrespectful. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's super cool that we have this opportunity to share with each other. And thank you guys for listening. So I kind of want to go like, what was your kind of experience as a child growing up? And did you guys ever feel like you were different from others or anything
2: like that? Oh, um, yeah, um, I I think when I grew up, I always wanted to be different and totally different from me. I wanted to be white, I wanted to be blue dyed, I wanted blonde hair. Uh, glasses for some reason. Like, I even had, like, a made-up imaginary friend, like, pictured exactly who I wanted to be. Her name was Jessica, and she was all of that, but it was nothing of me. I knew she didn't exist, but that was, like, my persona that I wanted. And so, just growing up, I just, like, was just obsessed with, like, people who were, like, lighter than me, and just wanted to be them, and I was just so scared of being tan. Um, I would, like. If you saw me when I was younger, I was like a child. I was really tan, but then like at some point, I just became really pale. I never saw the sunlight. I would always like layer my like shirts up, like long sleeve um, pants. I'm like I'd rather not be in the sun. I'm always like trying to guard my face just so I could be like a lighter skin color. And I think even now, like I struggle with being tan. Um, I've been trying to accept that because I'm like okay, this is the natural me but even, like, my photos from, like, the older ones, like, you could see that I, like, desaturated my skin color just so I could be lighter, and then, like, now I'm trying to, like, lessen that. I'm, like, not trying to touch that as much, but I do find it so hard, and I think especially that, like, my mom, she is a little bit more paler, like, being, like, uh, Filipino and whatnot, she is become, like, far paler, and I'm, like, oh, I thought that was so beautiful. I wanted to be that, but then, like, I always say like, oh yeah, I look like my mom, but I'm like the lesser version just because I'm not as pale as her. And it's just really sad because it's not only that it's just my own thing just growing up from like watching shows and movies like, oh, there's like all these people. It just didn't help with like my Lola, like my grandma, who like bleached my sister's like skin color like with the soap, the whitening soap. And she's just like, oh, that's like beautiful. And i always been growing up told that like being like lighter is just beautiful. And like whatever I am, it's not, and so it's hard when I like I find out like people who are like a lot more paler and they like, tan their skin intentionally, and I'm just like I can't even go back. I can't go back <laughs> in color, and like I wish I could, but I the most I could do is like edit my photos, mm-hmm. and so I don't know. It's definitely been like a hard thing, um, and like I said, I struggle with it still.
0: Yeah, I definitely think it's difficult because we're taught so many times, like, we're made in the image of God. But then we look around us at, like, magazines, movies, and all different forms of media, and we're like, the people who are making it are not us. And it's, like, the people, like, growing up, I was like, I love Hannah Montana, or, like, I love High School Musical, but it's like, we never got really Asian representation in those things. And it was always like, oh, that's, like... It's pretty and stuff, but that could never be me.
2: And even if we did get Asian representation, they're always the smart they're Nerdy, ones, yeah, nerdy, less desirable. They're just like small and cute almost, just dorky and then nobody like you never like draw yourself to that. You're like you're never the main character. Mm-hmm.
0: Which is so true. Yeah. Chloe, what was what's your experience growing up?
1: Yeah. I think I definitely had a better experience of, you know, um being Asian-American growing up because I was in a, like a side of the city where it was like majority Asian so it was interesting like growing up um, in a place where a minority was the majority so I didn't- I never um, went through those hardships of like people making fun of what I eat because everyone else at the table was Asian which is really nice but it definitely um, I think I did grow up in kind of like a bubble because I went to like Chinese American church where all my friends also spoke Cantonese and English, which is a unique experience now that I think about it. But yeah, I felt, um, yeah, I didn't think that much about like my culture and stuff until I think later when I was growing up more and going into college, I'd say. Hmm. I think my experience was.
0: I I got bullied a lot because I was short and I had small eyes. And I think that's something I still struggle with to this day because it is something I cannot change and it is something people make remarks on. Um, so I remember just like people would be like, you know, do the little like eye where they like stretch out their eye and be like, Faith, I'm like you. Or like, oh, you're so, so short and like stuff like that. Or they would say like, like the c-word and like call us and as an elementary school and i would just laugh along because i didn't know what else to do but it made me feel like kind of ashamed of my culture and who i was and i don't think i really have felt pride in being asian-american until like in the recent years Because I remember, like, I would just be, like, embarrassed to have my grandma walk me to school, even Mm. though she is the kindest, sweetest person ever, because, like, she didn't speak, like, English. Or, um, my dad, like, so, literally so cool. He listens to the podcast, so I'm like, shouts to my dad. Like, he would pack me lunch, and it would be so, like, food that, like, I love so much. And then people would be like, ugh, it's so smelly, or, like, what's that? Because... Their only exposure to quote unquote Chinese food was like Panda Express. <laughs> and so it was just like really embarrassing to have to feel like I had to. Mute or like dumb down my culture, and I think another part like the only moment I really felt I always felt like proud of it was like during Chinese New Year when my mom would come and she would do like the Chinese New Year presentation and she had like she has like a lion head and stuff for like so people could try on, and it was so fun to be able to like show that and be like, This is something that I celebrate, and I think that's even why the recent events that have happened and the shootings and have hit, hit so much harder because I feel this was a time that we could be proud and really embrace our Asian culture and it's a time for us to celebrate and now things that we celebrate it's so scary now to be able to um, like feel like you, can, you can't you can even go out and celebrate these things that you're proud of.
2: I know it's like weird because like I thought like or- I thought, like, around this time, like, for me, I feel like I've been trying to embrace my culture more. Mm -hmm. I've been, like, trying to hide that, like, oh, yeah, I'm Filipino, but, like, not Filipino, guys, don't worry, Mm -hmm. like type of thing, Mm -hmm. but now I'm like, oh, it's cool, it's cool now to be, like, different, and so I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm, like, Filipino, but then all these events happen, and I'm like, oh, maybe it's not okay to be, like, my Asian culture anymore it's yeah it's so sad (laughs) backwards somehow Mm -hmm. it's
0: just so sad that we have to be afraid because the color of our skin yeah Mm -hmm. i think and it's like especially with like god is having us wanting to be in unity and like appreciate these differences and we are made in the image of god and now it's like the world has made it so destructive and so difficult when we have already had our internalized struggles with being in where we are and it's interesting because we're all from california which is like allegedly a more progressive like a more Mm, progressive state state. and more diverse state and so it's so upsetting when like there's a shooting that's happening close to our home and also close to where we go to school yeah Because I always, I think I was talking to, like, one of my roommates or something. It's like, we hear about these shootings and stuff. And I'm like, oh, it's happening in the Midwest, though. It's happening not near us. But now it's, like, it's close Close. to my home. And that, like, hurts so much more.
2: I know. It's, for me, like, I always been told, like, oh, you should stay in California. Because, like, as, like, an Asian American, like, this is best for you. Like, don't go to these other states and stuff like that. Like, okay, I'm like, if I stay in California, I'll be safe.
0: Mm -hmm. Like,
2: I can never, like, when people are like, oh, yeah, I would live in Texas and all this stuff, I'm like, I I will never live there because I'm just scared. But then, like, all these events happening so close, you're like, okay, you're never safe wherever Mm -hmm. you are.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. Because I feel like um, something, like, uh, like, white people might not have to worry about is, like, living in a place where they can, like, access the things they, they need for, like, you know, their, like, cooking. Like,
2: mm-hmm. we
1: have, like, Asian supermarkets, like, at every <laughs> corner, especially in, like, um, SoCal, which is really nice, and in San Jose and the Bay Area as well. But I know, like, if we were in, like, Virginia or something, like, that wouldn't even be accessible for us. So it would also be, like, another barrier.
0: Yeah, because we have a family friend who is from San Jose, but she moved all the way to like South Carolina and so for like her birthday and stuff or like for Christmas my mom will literally send her like a bunch of Asian stuff and Asian ingredients because the closest Asian market is like an hour and a half from her. Mm -hmm. And that's something I never really thought about which is so like tough because we have such a rich culture with so many like delicious foods Mm -hmm. and then sometimes not even being able to make it because it's the ingredients we want are not accessible. So another question is when do you guys feel represented? Have you ever felt
1: represented? I think it's yeah it's a really hard question because like the initial thought is like no not really but I do think there are like times, especially more recently, where people are trying to be more diverse and more welcoming of cultures? Like, I know when I watched Shang-Chi, I'm not even a Marvel girl, if anyone knows me, I don't watch that type of stuff. But when I watched that, I felt like so proud and happy that they were like actually having like a Chinese main character, and I know like there's Mulan and stuff, but like an action movie where we never get in that position yeah we're never like a superhero you know so i think it's it was really like inspiring for me to see like did you
2: ever like When every time there's like some type of Asian representation in the movies, you're like, (gasps) I'm gonna watch it a thousand times! I've struck Chi like twice. (laughs) And I was like, I'm going, sorry guys. I'm like, Mm. even though it's not like exactly my culture, it's like one part of Asia. I'm like, okay, represent us all. Yeah, or like like, (laughs) like recently
1: there was like Raya. Or... other one everything everywhere all at once yeah. yeah like they were speaking mandarin in that show and i was like oh like i could actually understand and they were like mixing like chinese and oh, english yeah. which is like a yeah. very niche experience oh of
2: like even spider-man like, away from, like what is that no way from home
1: yeah, when they had the moms, um, the grandma speaking Tagalog, I was like, oh. and
2: then it's so fun because I brought our my Lola, my grandma, into the theaters and she's like laughing to herself because she could understand that like yeah. that little part and I was like, that was a big moment. That was such a big moment because yeah. I'm pretty sure she's not used to like an English movie suddenly breaking out into Tagalog and she's mm-hmm. like, oh. yeah. So that's. That was cool. Yeah.
0: yeah. No, because I remember definitely when I was like, like Jackie Chan movies. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, whoa, so cool. Because like he speaks Cantonese. Yeah. Um, another one, I think that... Um, oh, like Jeremy Lin. When like Lin Sanity is <laughs> happening. <laughs> like the Asian community what, a Chinese crazy. Community. I saw the other He got married. Yeah. He got married? Jeremy Lin married. is married. And Period. so having like an Asian American in that type of field Asian because boys. we we like basketball. all yeah. Asian boys go through a basketball phase. No, I really feel like this is such <laughs> they, they a like, basketball phase. So to have them have an Asian American to represent them is like the coolest
1: thing. And like the fact that he grew up in the Bay, like Palo Alto or whatever, That's I know great. like I've seen like those um basketball bros at my church. Yeah. Like they are they feel so seen and it's like yeah. such like a like a proud thing for them oh, yeah. to have someone to look yeah. up to. And you. actually, I think something that's really cool is that Elisha is in CMA,
0: and so do you want to talk about just a little bit about your experience in
2: that? Um. Well, as a CMA girlie um, and, and being Asian American, it's been interesting, um, especially at Biola, because I know like the most majority here is like predominantly white. And so I, before I came to, like, Biola, I was so scared. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be so different. I'm like, I'm going to be, like, out of place. And honestly, like, I think what, um, coming back to, like, um, to that, like, oh, seeing, like, being image bearers, I feel like that has helped a lot. And just, like, okay, they don't see me as just, like, not competent and so and it's been great having these like strong women in CMA with me and also Asian and so I'm like I somehow like gravitate toward them (laughs) because you just I came from like where I came back from like home it's just like I grew up with more diverse setting and like a lot of them were Filipino people so when I came here I'm like where am I like where's my people I guess um (laughs) And that was a little difficult. Um, And so, yeah, it's been a little difficult sometimes because you want representation. But I feel like a lot of people who are Asian American and women are trying to fight their way in it. Mm -hmm. And so that's really encouraging. And you kind of give each other, like, a support.
0: No, I definitely think, like, when Chloe came back from London, I was like, oh, my gosh, Chloe's (laughs) And so we, like, were talking about, like, just little things that, like in our culture that I was like oh my gosh I have a friend to talk about and it's not that like my friends aren't willing to listen mm-hmm. but, but it just or like they're willing to accept it it's just so nice to be able to like talk to someone who understands it
1: yeah, yeah. Like they already know or like there's some words that you like only know in Chinese that mm-hmm. you can't translate it and explain it like you just know it or people will be like oh that's kind of weird that's kind of
0: like, why, why do you believe that? And I'm like, it's just the thing my mom taught me. And it's, like, it's worked for me. And it's true, though. Yeah. And so it's, like, for example, like, Tiger Balm. Like, I <laughs> use Tiger Balm so much. Yeah. And then to, like, have someone be, like, like you're going to use this? Like, why not take some ibuprofen or something? But it's cool because, like, Abigail, I've, like, told her to use it. I am like, oh, your head hurts? Try some Tiger Balm. <laughs> and then, like, it works? She's like, oh, it works. So it's, like, fun to have that, um,
1: yeah.
0: So, yeah, how do you guys feel with the recent events?
1: Um, okay, I, I heard about it um, actually at my Sunday service because Lunar New Year was on Sunday, and I was at church, and I go to Southlands Brea, which is like a, I would say, like American type of church. It's not like specifically cultural, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, they just brought it up while they were praying, um, and how they how, and they were saying how they were um, lamenting and grieving with the Asian American population, and I was really um, surprised, I guess, to hear that. I just wasn't expecting them, and I know, like when I was driving to church that Sunday, I put on my cute little red sweater for New Year's, um, and I was like, oh, I wonder if they'll bring it up um, at service, and they did, and, but then in they were bringing it up because they were saying a shooting happened, like, 30 minutes away from us. Mm -hmm. So that definitely um, brought just, like, a wave of sadness, I guess, because, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's such, like, an important event, um, especially for um, the Asian cultures who celebrate on that day. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's a weird feeling, like, you don't know how to feel because you want to celebrate and do your normal... um, Things your traditions, um, but you're also like, oh well. Am I? Th- is it safe for me to do this right now? So, that's a challenge that comes up. Yeah,
2: I think I yeah, I found out like literally with Chloe, at that service because I'm like, oh, it's Lunar New Year, you know. And then like when they were gonna bring it up, I was like, okay, they're gonna like, hey, it's Lunar New Year, what not? But then when I found out about the shooting, I was like, wait, what do you mean? What happened? And mm-hmm. so I, I it didn't hit me until like after church. I'm like, wait, what do you mean like thirty minutes away and like, and it's so sad because I was like excited with Chloe, even though it's not my typical like culture because it's more um, Chinese, Vietnamese I think. Mm-hmm. and like I have my own like Cambodian New Year's which is in April and then yeah. whatnot. And so I was like, but I was still like excited for Lunar New Year because I'm like good friends with Chloe and everything like that. But then when I heard that, I was like. That's, and it was just like heartbreaking it was mm-hmm. just a moment of celebration for like the new year and it's just you can't even do that you know I don't know I still I'm still processing it a bit more um I've been trying to do like a sight, out of mind but something that's really real and you can't really do that and you just wonder like those like lives that were lost just over mm-hmm. celebrating something new and just bring in the year it's just like something so was supposed to be fun and supposed to be like exciting it was just like totally like like the news should be talking about like oh how New Year's is happening for Lunar New Year's and whatnot but instead it's about this shooting and it's just like wow this is the coverage we're getting is just like
1: because always negative it's negative yeah. now yeah I feel like um, there's just been a lot of hate towards Asians in the last couple of years with yeah. covid and people make jokes about like oh your people started it or they'll there was like hate crimes for elderly in san francisco's chinatown oh, yeah. that which that rough. definitely broke my heart that was really so bad because i would i was thinking about my own grandma mm-hmm. um and that's just like it hits so much closer to home
2: it's been a little hard because you think about your, your your own loved ones i'm like okay like they definitely can't you got to protect them and it's just like their day-to-day life and it's just disrupted by just hate mm-hmm. and it's just really it's it's so sad
0: no it's definitely really difficult because like I am very like Bay Area like everyone's like oh Faith's from California she's from and so I take pride in that mm-hmm. um and so it it's so scary now To be, like, San Francisco, a place I grew up going with my family and have so many fun little day trips and fun memories with my friends. Um, Am I going to be next? Like, it's so scary because it's so close to home. So I am so afraid to, like, go grocery shopping by myself um, or do different things. And it's like our quality of life should not be affected by this, but it's so sad that the world is so broken that it is. Like, I'm so afraid, like, the next, like, I'm just going to Trader Joe's and someone's going to just throw acid on me just because of the way I look. Um, and that's so scary because I'm learning to take pride in being Asian and now it feels like the moment I'm like, wow, we're making progress, yeah. it's being pushed back so hard yeah. and so far. Um, Yeah. Uh, You guys mentioned, like, you guys learned at church about this. Um, So what is your guys' kind of church experience with being Asian American?
1: Okay, so I grew up in a Chinese-American church. So they would have services in Cantonese, Mandarin, and English. Um, And that was, it was like a church of a lot of immigrants, uh, and they're like immigrants in my parents' generation, and then they, a lot of them had kids, so that's kind of where I'm at. So a lot of my friends were also um, in families where they were the first gen, and they would speak Chinese at home, but English at school. So, yeah, it was definitely very unique, and I felt very at home there because everyone else was just like me, and we shared a lot of commonalities and common interests. Um, but also we were able to learn about God. I guess like the topic of like our race didn't come up that much because we were all the same there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was definitely different transitioning out of that like uh, a her- like a Chinese heritage church, um, and checking out different churches near Biola that were like just normal evangelical churches that are Like, have a predominantly white leadership team and stuff like that. Um, For me,
2: I came from more of a a very diverse, like, background in church. Um, So, when I went here, it was kind of hard because, like, even if I tried going with someone, I'm like, I have to, like, try to emphasize that I really want a diverse church to go to because it's not something that, like should be on my mind, but it's also, like, I just somehow, like, even though it's not, it's not something I can control, it's just, like, somehow makes me feel more at home, if I just see, some like, more diversity, like, I'm always checking around, like, is there someone around me who looks like me, like, I don't want to be, out like, so out of place, you know, and so I, when I went to church to Urchin, it's like, okay is this church diverse enough for me? Like will I be okay here? Will I be able to like settle into here? and I think that's been a little difficult um, just because like a lot of like if I went to like more traditional church there's like more predominantly white people so it's just like uh, I don't know like um, yeah and even at the school it's hard too.
0: yeah Um, in my experience I grew up in basically fully um, Asian churches. It was predominantly Mandarin or like China whereas I would say I'm like more Hong Kong side. Mm-hmm. But um, it was nice because my parents are were actually kind of running the youth group and I really liked the way they did it. Um, they really addressed the importance of going to church because um, actually I think the, par- the way my parents raised me are very different from the other people in my church because other parents Prioritized actually like academics more but my parents were like we want you to value church more and this church community Mm -hmm. and I'm really really grateful for that because I know that I not only have a personal relationship with God But I love the Lord because I think that a lot of people accept God Mm -hmm. But there's a definitely turning point when you love God and you're chasing Mm -hmm. after him and I know that my parents have really been good in supporting me with that um, cause I know that sometimes like at my church back home, like parents would be like, oh, um, you're not doing that well in school. Like, uh, you're not, like they would allow their kids to skip youth group, um, for different extracurriculars or like different things and they wouldn't prioritize going or they'd be like, oh, you need to stay home and study instead. But my parents were like, I don't care. Like you can do your extracurricular, but you're gonna still come to church, even if it's late, even if it's just for small group or something, Mm -hmm. so you would come. Um, But my experience now is that I go to a church that is, um, I wanted to go something different from back home, so I go to Friends uh, in Yerba Linda, and it's a great church. It's multicultural, Mm -hmm. but definitely predominantly white. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually don't remember if they addressed the shootings that occurred, but I remember because I went with my friend to church last week and we actually went to the 9 a.m. service. Usually we go to eleven and I kinda like told her, I was like, oh sorry, like usually there are more people of color here because basically everyone there at that service was white. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I really like that church because of the teaching, but I definitely do sometimes wish that I could see more people of color there. But you can't always have everything in a church because no one no church is perfect. But I do like it a lot. Um, so what is Biola like for you guys.
1: Um, I think when I um, was coming into Biola, I was definitely a little hesitant, kind of um, similarly to Elisha, because yeah, I grew up having like only Asian friends, and I knew like the demographic of Biola is not like that. Um, so I was a little hesitant, um, but I was you know like messaging people beforehand, and we were also like uh, our freshman year was during COVID, so, you know, we're just looking at people on the screens, but, (laughs) yeah, I think I, I did, like, make some new friends, um, in that first couple weeks where I was like, okay, they're really nice, they're not Asian, but they're actually really nice, so, yeah, I did have some, like, concern about, you know, people being racist, or people not being accepting, um, or not, yeah, giving me the time of day, just because of how I look, but I, Didn't actually see that as much of an issue, but I feel like it could also partly be. um, I think, like, also, there are times where I will, like, um, go into a friendship and um, it'll take me a while to talk about my culture. Like, I can talk about, like, that normal American stuff that they also relate to, but when I bring up things that are, like, more close to my culture, I'll probably wait a little bit until I could mm. see if I could trust them, if they're racist or not, mm. um, before, like, bringing up, like, stuff, um, yeah, about my Chinese culture.
2: Yeah, so, yeah, for me, it was just really hard going here. Um, I knew it was gonna be, like, more white people, and I'm like, I, I knew that, but then it wasn't, the same as being here and just seeing mostly white people you're like, oh, that statistic is real <laughs> <laughs> yeah. because, uh, you still have this hope but it's like a whole culture shock when you go from like a really diverse background to like a very like, oh most of my friends are white now guys <laughs> and. And it's weird, cause I even when choosing like a roommate, I really wanted someone to be like more Asian. So like that's how me and Chloe became yeah. roommates. And I was like, okay, oh, yeah, she's Asian. i <laughs> will <That'll> be okay. <laughs> Maybe if I do certain things, she won't think it's weird. <laughs> and it was it was definitely difficult. Um, speaking like even in dating and stuff like that, mm-hmm. that was difficult. Cause I think I came into terms that they probably wouldn't want me. Um, we'll go deeper into that later. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you will elaborate. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. But in terms of like Viola itself, um, I think it's gotten better. It has been, um, but there is like if I see a group of people. I'm like, uh, maybe I'm not gonna fit in this group of friends because everybody's just white and I'm the only Asian. Am I the trophy Asian? That's <laughs> okay. what I'm talking about. The token Asian. Exactly. And so I'm like, am I gonna? I don't know. I'm, am I just there for diversity? And mostly on CMA sets, I'm, like, the most, like, the only Asian person there. I'm like, let alone be the only woman, too. So, mm. it's like, I got that extra on me. Yeah. I got that layer. I was like, yeah. great. You're welcome, guys. I gave you guys diversity, so. <laughs>
0: yeah. I think with my personal experience, I definitely, kind of like Chloe, like, I feel like, oh, can I share these things? Are they gonna think it's weird? Are they gonna think I'm weird? Cause I like have grown up with these things. Like, ugh. but I'm really thankful because both my roommates are so kind and like have really listened to me mm-hmm. and are willing to just allow me to share. Mm-hmm. And although they don't might not not all necessarily be comfortable with it, they're still like oh receptive to it, which I think is really great. But definitely like a lot of my friends are not. Asian and I don't really think about it because that's not like the only reason I'm like friends with them but but I definitely do think when little things about my upbringing are like different from theirs I it's I feel like it's noticeable for me um Biola in itself I think that I'm a little hurt right now because one of my favorite professors within my major um got let go Uh, yeah he um he was a Asian professor and he was a man, which I thought was so cool because my field of public relations is predominantly woman. And so it was nice to have him talk about his experience in being different in a woman-dominated field, which is so rare. And also his experience as being Asian, because I always have like kind of been a question is like, oh, I just feel like the white person is going to get chosen over me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was really nice to be able to talk to him about these things and now he's going to be let, he's let go and I don't know when the next time it is that I'll see him and get to like experience having him as a professor. So I'm just a, a little upset at Biola because um, our predominantly like professors are white males yeah. and not that they aren't great professors. But it would be nice to get a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's just hard with Biola having these different changes and budget cuts to be like I feel supported with my culture. Yeah. And I definitely think that coming to Biola, I felt culture shock yeah. because yeah. like the way I dressed was so already different. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the girls, I feel like, we're like, the cute little pastels. And, dresses. and they're sundresses. And they're, like, skinny Slowly and well, tall. They go rock climbing. Yeah, <laughs> and I feel like I am short and wide, <laughs> you know? Like, I feel like I... And that's all I kind of see, so then it feels like, oh, why don't I look like them? I think I constantly am like, why am I not like them or something when that's just not yeah. the way it should be because it's okay to be different and we should embrace these differences mm-hmm. but it feels like i have kind of like a pressure that i, I want to fit in and i don't yeah. want to change myself and also i just kind of want to say though definitely like with being asian too there's also sometimes you don't feel like you fit in with your own asian people mm. like i know for a little time like like abgs were such a big thing and i was like oh my gosh do i need to be an abg or like people would because i wear lashes people would just be like you are an abg and i'm like no i'm so much more than just that and like i know like i remember getting like people would be like oh like is that the way you want to be perceived though like as an abg i'm like no i like is it bad that i like certain like i wear lots of black because it's just, like, a nice neutral color, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then be like, oh, that's so much edgier, like, oh, I feel like my style has a lot of been, times been described as, like, edgy, when I'm, like, I just feel like it's more flattering on me yeah. versus, like, these other pastels and stuff, which are, would conflict with my skin tone,
2: you know? Um So, speaking about being, like, an ABG,
1: hmm.
2: um, that stands for Asian Baby Girl. I'm just letting you I feel like... Did you ever go through that time where you felt like, especially up in the Bay, that you needed to be that? And then was that different when you came here?
0: Hmm. I think I definitely did because at one point I was working at literally Jen. (laughs) So Korean barbecue barbecue place. (laughs) It's an all-you-can-eat Korean barbecue place. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it's delicious, but very much attracts that type of crowd. Yeah. Um, and if you want to try All You Can Eat Karim it's honestly really solid, so I would recommend. But, um, definitely to fit in, like, trying to fit in with, my my co-workers. Yeah. And, um, so I would try to, like, do, like, such thick black eyeliner. And, mm-hmm. like, yeah, and I, like,
1: started coloring my hair and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think something that was interesting about just, like, style coming from like the bay area um asian girl style versus coming here like i remember all the girls in high school had eyelash extensions mm-hmm. and i came back here and i'm like wait i don't think i know anyone who has eyelash extensions at biola but that was like so normal and it was like these other 16 year olds learning how to do lashes so they can do it for their friends <laughs> and it's like such a crazy thing and they all had that um bleach balayage hair and i wanted that I wanted that hair too, but I was like, I don't have $400 to <laughs> on it. Versus now here, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, embracing more of like my natural hair color and I don't feel like I like want to have like those lash extensions as bad, just cause I don't see it around as much, you know?
2: Yeah. yeah. I mean, even like, yeah, for me too since I grew up in a more diverse place, like they did their nails, like they mm-hmm. got the false like nails, the acrylics, like, acrylics. Yes. and you get your lash extensions, and then people even like around where I was did like, uh, edges and stuff oh. like that, they did yeah. like, and then they were hoops and stuff like that, and then when I came here, I'm like, it's a different environment, I'm like, yeah, I okay. gotta change my style to fit in. You literally told me, like, when you went to church, you're like, it's it's okay if I wear, like, hoops? And I'm like... i yeah, it's
1: like these big hoops on Sunday. I was like, um, how do people feel about this? <laughs> I'm like,
2: no, Chloe, I don't want to wear those. They're cute. Yeah. It's so funny. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, try to set yourself to the certain standard. It's like, no, I'm like, I want to look nicer. And you know? like I want to wear like brighter clothes. I, want, I need to wear a dress, you know? Mm-hmm. So I can fit what's around me. Yeah. Okay,
0: let's... The nitty-gritty question. What is dating like for you guys? <laughs> okay, Elijah has so many good points on this. I wrote them down. If Elijah doesn't want to say them, wear them. No, I will. It's, it's a hot, a hot, hot
1: topic. topic. Let's hear it, Elijah. Oh, okay. uh, no, Chloe, you should go first. Okay, well, I'll say for one, um, just, like, being... Yeah, just looking different than how everyone else looks, I feel like um, my, like, self confidence. Yeah, I'd say like my, like, self-perception and self-confidence is something that I, like, would struggle with because I'm worried, like, um, does a guy, like, or would a guy not like me because of the way I look? Um, like, I know I have, like, good character and, like, these other parts of me that, um, is, like, me, but not, uh, like, the physical part. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, yeah, I do, like, worry about, like, how I look wouldn't be someone's type, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree with this. I
0: definitely struggle with that. because um, I remember when I was, like, younger, my mom shared, like, how a guy that she was dating, like seriously, she met his parents and then they broke up because his parents told, his parents said my mom was too short.
2: Hmm.
0: And yeah. so that has always been like a fear of mine that someone wouldn't want to marry me because I was too short mm. or because of like the way that I look. Um, yeah. Cause I think that so many times I romanticize everything in my life so i have like and there's like people i'm like oh my gosh they're so cute um or something and then right away like my head is like you wouldn't like me because i'm asian yeah, <laughs> like, you would not be interested in yeah. me or like they're just being kind to me because like um they're just being kind to me like that's it and i think it's really hard because i did like, I feel like I am the, fr- girl, oh, this is gonna sound so pick me, but it's also such <laughs> a struggle. But it's like, oh, like, guys will be friends with me, but I don't think they'd want to date me.
2: Yeah. It's, like, good enough to be friends, but not good enough to date.
0: Yeah, and, like, cut. Huh. So I think yeah, that's, huh. like, like, such a hardship of yeah. mine, because I'm always, like, wow, like, he seems so sweet, like, we'll talk or whatever, and then I'm, like, but it's probably not gonna get there. Yeah. Especially because of, like, the people i usually notice first i don't think that they would notice me yeah so that's like really tough
2: so i have a lot of thoughts on this topic <laughs> <laughs> um yeah personally it's dating as an asian america american is hard um i i often say that like people think I have a type. They're like, oh, your type is Asian. They have, like, fluffy hair or whatever and all this stuff and I say, like, no, it's like, you guys don't understand. I'm like, it's not that, like, I only like Asian guys or anything like that. It's just they're the only one who gives me a chance. Like, even if I try to go over someone who's, like, white or something, they probably won't even put me in this whole category. And so, like, and every time, like, I see a guy that I might be interested in, I'm like, I have to see if he even like thought about other girls who were, like person of color. Is it always like? Is it only the white girls? Is it going only through the, the pe- going through the people he followed? I wanted like to see who was his friends. I'm like, were they all white? Did they see like a person of color? And then like, even if they show interest, I'm like, am I just like an experiment to them? Oh. Literally. Like, Going
0: on his Instagram feed and, like, <laughs> looking for an Asian.
2: I'm like, literally, please just tell me
0: you're a, fr- a friend with one. <laughs> I'm like, please, Am I at least have a chance. Like, like give me then. a chance, God. No, and it, it's so hard. Because you're like, I just think you're just so... Like, I find you attractive, but it's a good eye that it's
2: mutual. <laughs> I know. Yeah. it's just, like, I just want a chance sometimes. And then it's just, it's a hard conversation because then you think about your own self and like, am I not good enough? Am I not beautiful? Am I not beautiful? Like, do you not think I'm beautiful? And I'm like, they probably won't, they're not even, they're probably not conditioned to like who I am. And that even brings in another layer of, like, they're not used to your culture. Yeah.
0: So, literally, it's like, okay, maybe he'll like me, but is he going to be receptive to, like, the way that I, like, do certain things or, like, that I want to raise my kids? Like, I, re- I kind of want them to speak, like, Mandarin or Cantonese. I think it'd be mm-hmm. really cool. Would he be receptive to that? Yeah, Would he, yeah. like, am I going to be able to cook the food that I know how to cook? Yeah. Is he going to be like, ugh?
2: Like, that's so, yeah. like...
0: That's so true. Like having those
2: extra layers of things it's to like, think about. It doesn't stop at one point. I'm like, once you take that one down, it's like, okay, next one. Now you have to introduce <laughs> yeah. your culture, and I'm like, no, this is so hard. And it's like, even like the cultural thing is like, oh yeah, my family does this, and like, but my I have a big family. You don't understand. Like you have to get used to my family. There's so, oh. so many children. There's so many grandchildren. I have cousins who are like my parents' age, or like I have nieces. nephews that are my age like that's weird i guess but like no it's not to me it's normal for me and it's just like introducing like oh yeah this is the type of food that i go with and I know you might not like it. I'm like this is like patis, which is like fish sauce, like fermented and stuff like that. Um, don't worry about it. If you don't like it, you don't. I have to disclaim my own food. I'm like okay, it's be so careful. Long. Like if you don't it's like it, it's fine. i like and this like in my Cambodian said like this is bang comp- Hulk and it's really smelly and like oh if you just beware the smell, guys. I know it smells a lot. Sounds
1: it's good. like it's fermented
2: mud fish. <laughs> So, it smells. It does, but, like, I think it's yummy. Some people might not. And it's like, okay, I gotta introduce you to this. I'm like, oh, and I got to introduce you to, like, because I'm two cultures. So, I'm like, that's does not work. I was like, (laughs) great. Like, I'm trying to figure out my own self, too. So, I have to introduce you to this as well? Like, that's wild. And then I'm American, too. There's all these different layers. It's hard because I'm
0: a... Like, I am attracted to usually, like, White people. Did you say it? She said it. I said it. Uh, <laughs> white boys, ooh. Like, but, but it's so hard because I'm like, oh my gosh, are they going to be receptive? Or also, on top of that, are they going to, is it, they like because they're fetishizing oh, like A.K. But are I'm that's like, my biggest fear. <laughs> right? Like, are, are you only with me because like, you love anime? Or like, whatever. Ooh, literally. Right. And I'm like, no, but I'm more than that. Like, you know, or this is something that Elisha said that literally, <laughs> blew my mind. She said it's hard because they are the standard and you're never the standard. Cause you look at the people that you you they usually like. Like we learn from experience. Yeah. yeah. So it's like hard because you're like, oh is this self talk? Or is it because I it's true. <laughs> and so I feel like it's so with media and like the things from such a young age what we're exposed to is what we feel as beautiful and like nice. And so I feel like they at a young age, or, like, even us, like, we were, we only know our culture because we grew up in it. We are, we don't see it on TV, and so, like, having them only see that, like, white people on, like, TV, then they don't really know our culture, and I don't know if they're gonna be open to it, and that's so scary because I want to, I don't want to have to change my culture to with someone Mm -hmm. and I know like I need to trust in God with that and be like God is gonna have a person for me is what my really true hope is but it's like in it's easier said than done because in these times it's so trying it's like oh my goodness like what's gonna happen another part point is it's like it's really difficult because our friends will hype us up and be like girl you so bad you're so cute like that outfit slays and you're like thank you thank you but then you're like but why... But no guy would ever notice me. Yeah, like, yeah. but no guy would notice this outfit. Or, like, no... Not that we dress for men. But, like, no guy would notice me. Like, or I... you you yeah.
2: appreciate. You don't even feel appreciated.
0: Yeah. Mm. Especially because I think a lot of the couples we see on campus are usually, <laughs> like, predominantly just white people. Or, like, yeah. some Asian couples that are with each other. Like, but I don't really see, like, mixed-race couples. Mm. No. Which... Hey guys, different. change it up. Hit us up.
1: <laughs> Shout out to Chris and Audrey. Uh yeah, Bring in the <laughs> diversity we need to see. Yeah,
0: but it's just, it's hard because it's like, ugh, when am I going to get noticed? And then what am I going to feel like I'm first pick? When am mm-hmm. I going to feel like I'm true?
2: It's even back to the fetishizing. Mm-hmm. The fear of that. Uh, being and, in, like, and always, like, oh, guys see, so like, oh, that's so cute or high when they're, like, a little child and whatnot, and, like, all these people that they think is cute, I'm like, of course you think she's cute, she's, like, all petite, small, and her eyes are huge, and she's doing all these little cutesy things, and you're like, I'm like, oh my gosh, are they gonna finish size being, like, this Asian American, like, I'm like, great that's another thing that I gotta worry about. Yeah. That I'm gonna be cute. Yeah, Like
0: or like, I won't be seen as beautiful. I'm always like, oh, yeah. you're cute. Like, you're adorable. But like, I wanna
2: be seen as beautiful.
0: Like, I not be even
2: just like, my personality, but like, how I look.
1: Like, yeah. you
0: know, I don't need
2: your validation, but also... Words of affirmation is a <laughs> love
0: language. Nice. Yeah. No. Um, what do you guys hope for? Like, what would you think to start this change? Because, what would you guys, what do you think? What can we, for the listeners, how do you think for those who are not, um, you know, Asian, how can they support us?
1: I think just, like, asking your friends who are of color about their culture and, like, being genuine, um, in listening. Mm -hmm. That'll help them feel more comfortable with sharing more and more, um, with you. Um, and yeah, like, not being afraid to ask questions, um, that you have, Mm -hmm. um, or, like, bring that conversation or topic to your other friends who may not be of color and just normalize talking about it. Because we talk about your Christmas traditions all the time. Um, I know y'all don't shut up about it, but it's okay. And we we listen. Um, and yeah, you should just reciprocate the same thing for, the, for your yeah. other friends. Be open to trying their food.
0: We have so many yeah. good foods, and then we're like, cakes? <laughs> which it's not bad but I'm also like sometimes I want I want like a good bambi you know mm. or like it's a good bowl of pho yeah. you know like different things literally not even like Chinese food. trying different things or being receptive to like mm-hmm. asking us how we feel yeah. or like allowing us to bring up the conversation because or asking us about it because I think that in our culture we're so taught to like keep it hush hush, mm-hmm. and just to like yeah. press repress the way you feel that we don't even know how to bring up how we're feeling unless you guys allow <clears throat> us to talk about it and bring give us a platform kind of thing.
2: Yeah, yeah. Just I feel like back to what Chloe said. Just invite it into a conversation because mm-hmm. believe me, you start talking about my culture. I'm like I'm gonna go like off of all these different things. Like <laughs> my friend was talking to me like, oh yeah, like he talked about like, oh, I didn't know you're Cambodian. Did you know this and this and that? And I'm like, wait, you know what Cambodian is? Yes. <laughs> and I started freaking out. And I started talking so much about my culture. And I got so excited. Like, mm-hmm. it's just inviting it into the conversation, just showing that you're, you care about like who I am. Mm-hmm. It's just so warming. And like, even me, I made lumpia the other, like, <gasps> in the beginning of the yeah. last semester. And I'm like, introducing all my friends like you guys gotta try it I'm like i'm
1: going up to everyone I'm like what do you think what do you think like do you yeah. like it and they're
2: like oh i do like it i'm like oh my gosh they like my culture
1: yeah it's so good yeah. yeah i feel like food is such a big part especially oh. for asian culture yeah uh, i ever get like your parents come in with a bowl of fruit cut fruit and then like
2: yeah y'all don't
1: understand
2: yeah <laughs> my friends think it's weird when i like open up like mandarins or whatever. I'm like, oh here, you want some mandarins? I'm like, feel yeah. it. Wow, you're you. so kidding. I'm like, you don't understand. This is how I should love. Yeah. But this is, is how you. we
0: should love. Cause I remember that's why my mom, it's like, after school we come back and she cut fruit and we yeah. share about our day. Yeah. I think it's so fun because it's also with us inviting you to try our foods. It's almost in a sense us trying to be vulnerable because it is mm-hmm. something we really cherish. And on top of that it's guaranteed that we have memories with these foods that we'd love to share with you guys because yeah. I have so many like little memories with different like foods that I eat with my family mm-hmm. and yeah. we really want to share that with you guys um, mm-hmm. yeah. so yeah um, I'm gonna start wrapping it up so what is your guys's favorite thing in life right now
2: honestly I think um, like I said like yeah we're taking steps forward and backwards but I think for myself right now I've been trying to embrace my both sides. Um, The past few years I've been trying to embrace my Filipino side and just like letting that happen instead of like rejecting like it's good and I should be proud that I'm Filipino but then more recently I'm trying to accept my Cambodian side even though I don't know as much of my culture I want to but I'm trying to embrace that and let myself open to it and um, I think that's what I, my favorite thing is just like learning about these simple words in Khmer, which is like the Cambodian language, or like asking my grandma like, okay, like what word in Tagalog should I learn? And just like listening to her speak only like Tagalog and me and trying to decipher it, that's fun. And it's just like my favorite thing is like so much of my life, I suppressed this, but now I'm like accepting it. And then mm. as other people accept me, I'm able to do this, you know?
1: like mm. think my favorite thing right now is that i've been having like a renewed excitement about the word of god and it's really fun i'm in a little bible study with faith um and a couple of our other friends um, and that's been really good for me i think i needed that accountability especially Mm -hmm. um, starting the new year that was a goal i was really praying and hoping for and i feel really blessed that god has given me friends who also are pursuing the same thing like pursuing um yeah growing deeper and um, hearing from God through his word so that's been super fun and yeah I feel um, excited for what's to come for this new year yeah I agree I think that I'm getting to meet
0: a lot of friends that I want to deepen relationships mm-hmm. with and really getting t- to see like friends that we get to do life together and grow mm-hmm. and I'm just really enjoying that um so thank you guys for joining us for this week's episode of the Yay. faith show yeah. Yay.